Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode. I am Michael Petro. Joining me on the show this week is Martin Navarro, friend of the show and podcaster Sean McGinnity from the Sean Geek Podcast, and first-timer special guest Dean Manis from the Talking Back Podcast. Dean came on. We figured we'd combine forces with another film podcast in Manitoba and see if we can entertain you just that much more. So when Dean came on, we were like, what should we argue? What should we talk about? What should we put him through? And we came up with a pretty easy, agreeable idea. We all know COVID-19 has not been kind on us. Either your mental health, your employment, your weight, your addictions, something in some way, shape, or form has taken a beating and kind of put you out of whack from what you used to be before COVID. So we decided, wouldn't it be fun to argue what movie character would be the best goddamn life coach out there? Tony Robbins, eat your goddamn heart out. So that's what we're doing, ladies and gentlemen. Masturbation is taking place. We're going to argue what movie character we think is the best choice for a life coach, why they would do a good job, what experience from their film they would bring to the table, and uh, all the hilarity that always ensues with a conversation like this. So that's who's on the show. That's what's on the show. We have no housekeeping. We have no updates. So this is your 115th time. Carry on into the proverbial movie theater. Grab your snacks. Grab your drinks. The show is about to begin. But for you newbies, for you first timers, give me another minute and a half maybe two minutes thank you for pressing play we really appreciate it that's a big that's a big thing for us you took a chance you said hey maybe these guys have something to offer so at the end of the show if you're so inclined to support us there's a few ways to do so i will rifle off as fast as i can what they are the first being the cheap and easy and freeway is just to subscribe and let us show up in your favorite podcast player each and every wednesday that means a fuck ton to us but if you're feeling charitable and you want to buy some merch if you need a hoodie or you just want to throw some pocket change at us, there's a donation page and a shop page. A shop page is actually called the Prop Shop. Har, 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 right? You get it. Uh, so you go to the Prop Shop, hoodies, hats, T-shirts, sweaters, all that swag is there. Go to the donation tab, throw a buck or two at us. It goes back into production costs, makes the show better. You get to be a part of that experience. We'll call you a co-executive producer. We'll shout your name out on the show and uh, make you feel a whole fucking load better. No, maybe, probably won't do that. But you get what I'm saying. These are the ways you can support us if you're so inclined. No pressure, no harm, no foul. Uh, at this point, we like to thank the top 10 cities that are listening to us, that are spreading the good debater word around. So Edmonton, Alberta, bringing in number 10. Gresham, Oregon. Toronto, Ontario. Dartmouth, Nova Scotia. Hello, Dartmouth. Haven't seen you before. Burnaby, British Columbia. Baconia and Neverville, Manitoba. Sticking around, growing those bars. Concord, North Carolina. You've been around for a while and we love it. Vancouver, British Columbia coming in number second. Winnipeg, you better watch out. Vancouver's approaching you. But still, Winnipeg in number one. We love everybody that listens to the show. But we just want to shed some light on who's doing the heavy lifting. The water cooler talk. The Monday morning bullshit in the parking lot. Hey, listen to these fuckers. They're funny and dumb. Whatever you're saying, something's happening. So thank you very much. I have nothing else for you. I've taken up too much of your time. Thank you for listening. I will cue the reel. And you enjoy the show. Let's tidy up this tangle of film by putting it on a reel. Here is a motion picture film. A thousand feet. 16,000 separate photographs. Welcome, everyone. The official space section of the chart. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Sir, you're out of order. I don't I show you out of order. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Real Debaters production. This one's kind of special this week. We have we have an old friend, and we have a new friend on the show to debate, to pontificate, to argue bullshit for you endlessly, at least for the next two hours. Uh, so first of all, to our old-time friend, local podcaster Sean McGinney from Sean Geek Podcast, say hello, Sean. Hello, hello, hello. 
<laughs> Hello, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you? <laughs> Please do that the rest of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I don't have a lot armed there. <laughs> good, good, good. And now uh, on to our first timer, our special guest, our one and only, Dean from Talking Back Podcast based out of, well, I guess, it, are you guys all based out of Morden, Dean? No, it's, uh, I would say it's a Winnipeg podcast as well. Okay, so it's a common. It's just me, it's just, just me who's out in Morden. Okay, all right, you're out in the woods, and then your partner is who? Tim, my brother Tim is, uh, he lives in Winnipeg, um, so, and I would say he's, his studio's the home studio. Got it, okay. Well, first of all, uh, thank you for letting me pitch you and saying yes. Yes, I mean, I, I'm i so excited, so excited for this. It's, it's going to be a ton of fun. <laughs> that's what we like to hear, because that's the whole point of this, is to incessantly debate for fun. Nobody's a loser at, well, I'm, a, I'm usually the loser, if we're going to be honest, but nobody is traditionally a loser on this show their first time. For some reason, the first-timers usually walk away with a win because we're a little more lenient than we probably should be. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's kick it off into our first segment. My, we'll go first. You didn't introduce me. Oh, well, you know, exactly. what a jerk. <laughs> what a jerk. Skip me. Like I was waiting and waiting. I know. I was ready to do an accent. <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. Listen, listen. If you're ready and you, and, and rightly so, I've been called out. And in Vancouver, where the land is still hopefully not on fire, Martin Navarro. Say hello, Martin. Top of the morning to you, Governor. <laughs> I knew it. Solid. <laughs> That's all I got for accents. I didn't know we were doing one. I would have prepared a character, but that's what that's what you guys get on short notice. He has been Sean and Dean for your for your own knowledge. He has been whenever we've done an impression. He just reads a nursery rhyme as that impression, and it's been going off like fucking gangbusters. I never know awesome. what's coming. Like could be Little Miss. He did Christopher Walken, Little Miss Muffet. That was the last one, and it was. It, it seems that you win doing an impression with a nursery rhyme. I think that's to go. Yeah. Something you know. Anyways, all right. So now that we've got everybody introduced, my bad, Martin. Sorry about that. We're just we're so we're so used to each other that I'm... <laughs> we don't we've known each other for so long we don't matter anymore on the show. You're uh, taking me for granted. Yeah, I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> you, a love you don't send me flowers anymore. <laughs> don't tell uh -oh. me when I I just did my hair. <laughs> Better watch out. He's gonna walk. <laughs> Get a counselor on the phone to save this relationship, <laughs> or a life coach. Ooh, life coach. Nice segue, fucking segue, buddy. Uh, and you know what? Let's tell everybody what they can expect today. So, uh, before we crack into our weekly watch lists, uh, the debate for this week. Uh, we've had everybody. I think can admit we've had one fucking crazy year and a half with the pandemic, and the pandemic, and this little thing called the pandemic. So. I thought, wouldn't it be fun? Because I think the number one thing that kind of came out of it was like people's mental health suffered the most, right? Like aside from the death, which is obvious. I don't want to try to compare the two because you can't. But um, if there was a side effect from the pandemic that nobody could really see coming or knew was there was how good people's mental health was to go through this shit. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun? Because uh, <laughs> pandemics are fun. To if we're all suffering through something and we're all going through something, find a new life coach in cinema and television. So that's what we're going to debate for you. We're going to find who, which movie characters and television characters would make the perfect life coach to get you back on track after a year and a half of bullshit. Uh, so before we get into that, uh, I'll start off our weekly watch list with, uh, I've been, <laughs> this is a story, actually. It's I, I, Me and Aaron last week tried to go see The Green Knight. And we bought tickets. 
and super stoked because Ian had said it was a really great watch. It was a slow burn. Bring a coffee. I was like, sweet. We're going to go into some weird world. It's Arthurian, all that jazz. We get there, 725 rolls around, and the movie still hasn't started yet. Like, not even the bullshit credits have started yet. And we're like, what's going on? Then finally, about 10 minutes later, the bullshit credits start, the trivia starts, and then people start walking in. And then this family walks over to us, and they're like, uh, I think you're in our seats. I'm like, no, 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 no. And Aaron shows his tickets on his phone. He's like, we're here for these seats. And then she's like, oh, I, they, they did this again. So she just walks away. I immediately turn into an asshole, and I'm like, if she comes back, we're not fucking moving. Like, I turned into a nine-year-old child to Aaron. Like, this is my seat. So many seats here. Then she comes back again with the employee, like the 12-year-old, and uh, he's like, can I see your tickets? And we show him, and he's like, this is so weird. And I'm like, why is it weird? There's tons of room. I'm sure if we can find a place for everybody to sit, right? I made a snarky comment. <laughs> and then he's... He's like, let me let me see it one more time. And I'm like, uh, fuck. Like, just leave it alone, man. See him somewhere else. And then he looks and he's like, this is Suicide Squad, not Green Knight. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Now, here's where the plot thickens, gentlemen, is um, I, uh, <laughs> I immediately go into, I'm so sorry, so sorry. I'm such an asshole for my childish remark. But we had the same tickets for the same theater in the same seats for the same time, but oh. it was a glitch. Suicide Squad was always playing. Somehow, Aaron hacked into the Cineplex server and decided to pick whatever movie he wanted to see that night and decided, I'm just going to buy tickets for it. We're going to show up, and nobody's going to have to fucking say anything about it. So we got up. We walked out, and I I, I go into I'm fucking embarrassed, and I'm loud, and, and I need to say something to break the ice because at this point, people, like, it's still light, and people are watching what's going on. So, so I stand up and I was like, I haven't been to a movie in 18 months. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, did you really? Yeah. Oh, totally. And everyone starts clapping and laughing. And a couple was like, we did the same thing. We're, I, I, are you okay? And I'm like, we're fine. We'll be fine. So we go out. And this is the reason I want to tell the story is because Parker at Cinema City McGilvery in Winnipeg is one of the best fucking general managers of a movie theater I've ever seen. The guy instantly went into apology mode. And we were just laughing. We thought we were fucking idiots. We didn't care, right? I was like, there's nothing else we want to see. Let's just go for a drink. But their, their minions, their 12-year-olds were like, hang on, just wait. The boss will be back. So Parker comes back, gives me and Aaron each three free tickets to any movie we want. Any movie. Doesn't matter. No blackout. IMAX. Any time of the day. Says anywhere across the city, any of their theaters we can go to. And like just stood there for like 10 minutes being like, man, I've had theaters break. Bulbs are out. I was like, Parker, we're going to come back. Okay, dude, like you're the shit. Like you've made this right. You can stop apologizing. It's it's funny. Like we are we were just laughing that we were being dicks and we're like we're not fucking moving. I'm not going to fucking get out of this seat for this lady. I'm she has to move. We don't move. Are you traumatized for Lord of the Rings? <laughs> the Hobbit movies. <laughs> the last time this happened to me and Martin where we picked seats and then people moved our jackets when we came back to them. Oh no. Really? <laughs> you're just getting snacks from the vendor. That was it. Oh, come on. They moved our jackets. So from the vendor within the theater sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. Or, or with it, like within the actual like auditorium? 100%. Oh, man. They bogarted our seats, moved our jackets, and then me, I, I was, Martin was the cooler head. I was the one who was like, let's fucking go, buddy. Like, I'm like, give me back my fucking seat. And then I was like, okay, never mind. Keep the seats. We don't care. Where are our jackets? Where did you take our things and move them that didn't belong to you? 
that are now somewhere else that I don't know where that where's my wallet where's my cell phone where's my car keys like you're I was like go fucking get it so we got this 16 year old nerd to walk all the way down the other road it would have been a fun fight to see it would been just a nerd fight like it would have <laughs> just been like you're gassing out at 10 seconds you know Michael and- is a 16 year old I think <laughs> the law wouldn't favor you in that regard <laughs> So all in all, the point of my story is, is that I really tried to see a movie this week that we hadn't seen at all, and uh, this is what happened. So we ended up at uh, the Canadian Brew House on McGilvery, uh, which was very crazy because it was the first time I'd been in a place where like nobody, not even the staff, were wearing masks, so it was a little bit of a trip. Uh, oh, yeah. even the staff? Wow. Yeah. No, they weren't. Which I mean, whatever. Like Things are changing. Whatever. Yeah. Like uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Parker. And because I said to him, I was like, we have a podcast doesn't, you know, it's a small local thing. But like, dude, you need to know that you did super well and you made the whole situation better. And we're obviously going to come back and it's no skin off your back whatsoever. Like just it's 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 dead and buried with free passes, sir. But so I didn't get to see anything new. Um, I did watch the first bit of what did you what if, though, the second episode with uh, Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa. I've only seen the first like 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes of it, but my God, is it good. Did you hear it seem like the, it's all original voices yeah. in that episode, which is, is. amazing. Yeah, yeah, that one is, yeah. And I mean, like, obviously you couldn't get, um, you couldn't get Cap to come back for, uh, for the first one. I, and I don't even, I, there was an article that said why he didn't come back, but I'm sure it was just contractual obligation. Well, their contracts are done. Okay. So that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, yeah, Chadwick Boseman, like that opening fight sequence where it's like, oh, oh, Star-Lord, I'm so impressed by you. Should I use the gun? Should I not use the gun? Like it was like, <laughs> yeah. smart writing and it it having this like narration from Jeffrey Wright talking about how he's the watcher and, and these are his stories. Like it's just so much fucking fun. So I can't wait to finish that. But have you guys seen the second episode of What If yet? Oh, Twice. yeah. Yeah, Twice. I have yeah me too. Yep. All right. So, um, does it end well? Because I can't. I can't wait to go back to it. We don't want to kill it for Dean here. It's it's incredibly well written. As a writer myself, I'm like, this is brilliant. Very good writing. Very tight. Very snappy. Very funny. Chadwick is like hilarious. Which I'm like, I didn't even see that coming. That's and it's such a it, it it's such a um what's the word I'm looking for um it's melancholy. Right. It's 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 kind of a it, it's a it's a stab in, in the heart. But at the same time, it's like from the dead comes the one that we miss and love and wish was still here. And it, that was that was fun to hear, too, because you're like, oh, this is never the guy that we even saw in anything else. Like he, he he had some comedy chops when he did the James Brown biopic. But like, I don't think he really showed a funny side in in anything we'd seen him in. Yeah. I don't know. Mark, what are your thoughts on it? No, good episode. Really well written. I like Jimmy's. Uh, comment in the chat marvel movies only need to be 30 minutes is what <laughs> you learn from what if, what if. <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> it's good like for 30 minutes a really compact episode they go through a lot they go through what you need to know in the story of what's different and they spin it and make it their own and the voice overs are amazing the animation's really good so i like mm-hmm. no complaints with what if does anybody know who's doing the animation on it off the top of my head no like anybody I, I mean it's obviously disney but like if if it's a name or anybody because it it's it's almost it's almost art. Like it's a different kind of animation. Not yeah, big. like an art deco style to it or yeah. something. Right. It's 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 I don't know, it's not I I'm I'm by no means an, an art buff. Banksy's my artist. That's that that should tell you something. But uh 
I yeah, just watching it is fun and the, the movements and the and the story. Yeah. So that's that's what I got this week, guys. I tried to go see a new movie and I got shot in the face with three new ones I can go anytime thanks to Parker. So that's that's my time. Um Martin, what about you? What did you watch this week? Tell me you watched something that <laughs> Oh, I did. I watched three things. Uh four things actually. Four movies. Um I told you about this in the in, the, in, the, in our chat group, but like on Amazon Prime, they just released all the like rebuild of Evangelion movies. So Evangelion was a series in the 80s or 90s. I can't remember. 90s, I think. Um, it was an anime. Um, originally ran for, I think, 20-something episodes and had an ending movie. But what they did um, starting 2000, I think it's 2007, they started re-releasing the movies. Um, and each movie is like a certain amount of episodes within it. So, I mean, if you have it, they reanimated it. The animation looks really cool. It, I mean, compared to something that's done in the 90s to today, like it holds up. It's really well done. Um, and they condensed the entire series into four movies. The fourth movie just got released this year, actually. It was just released on Amazon Prime exclusively um, just a few weeks ago. And just to give you a bit of a difference of how long I've been waiting for this fourth movie, uh, the last, the third movie came out in 2012, and the fourth movie just came out this year. So, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. What's and if you've never seen the Evangelion, it's basically like the just the, the plot is, um, you know, there's these big monsters they call angels. They're trying to destroy the world and humanity develops these things called Evangelion, which are like kind of biological mecha giant robot suits. So it's like if you liked, um, what's that? Uh, what's that Guillermo del Toro movie? That with Pacific the Rim. Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. If you like that, a Pacific Rim, like, like they draw a lot of that from Evangelion. So you'll love Evangelion in terms of that. Um Ooh. But it's cool. There's it's a very smart TV show. Like it, when I saw it in high school, I was like, I didn't get it. But even as an adult, I've had to watch it a few times just to get a lot of the references because he has a lot of um, references to religion from Judeo-Christian um, to like um, Japan's. Uh, I can't remember what the exact religion is. It's like with spirits and demons and stuff like that in the old Japanese folklore. Oh, cool. Um, and also he puts in elements of. There's a lot of elements of um, depression because the, the guy who created it had like crippling depression before he started writing Evangelion. So he puts a lot of that into the story as well. So really well done. Four movies, about two hours each. If you've never seen it, check it out. It's awesome. And it's on Amazon Prime, right? Yep. Writing it down. Yeah, that's that's high on my list to check out. I'm, I've been trying to check out uh, some anime lately. I never watched any shows or uh, really any movies before. So I've been trying to dip my toe into it. And that is, uh, that is one of them that gets highly recommended to me often. Yeah. It legit changed an entire culture. Like it brought back the anime boom in Japan, just that, that when it came out in the nineties, the original series. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what is it like, if you were to say, this is kind of what it's like, like, is there anything else out there that it falls in the same? So I'll say Pacific Rim. What are the good things you loved about Pacific Rim? That's what it does. Well, what are the bad things you did about Pacific Rim? That's what it does better. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> so if, imagine Pacific Rim is if it was a complete movie with great story, um, really smart writing, great dialogue, and great acting, then that's what it would be. I and, would recommend watching the Japanese voices and do the subtitles if you can. Just they sound better. English is like in terms of like an English, you know, dub kind of thing, it's it's not bad, but I would like the original Japanese is, is the way to go. What else do you watch? Uh, just what if that's it <laughs> you said you said you watched four movies was that those hey, four there's, movies there's four movie. yeah there's four oh, okay movies. oh nice so well, that's yeah. a lot so of content. each movie is about two hours yeah but just oh, start awesome. with the first one start with the first one you know and then you know watch it later if you like it check the second one out third one fourth one 
Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, That's... there's four movies. They really released the entire series into four movies. Did you like They're about two hours each? Did you punch out and turn on Evangelion every day? Punch out, turn on Evangelion. That's every... pretty much all I did. Got the weed, watched Evangelion. That was it. <laughs> that was my week, basically. Wonderful. After work. <laughs> Are there any known actors? Not that it matters, but is there anybody whose voice that is... not the English? No, it's not very. It's just mm. I don't think they use any anyone. It wasn't like the Studio Ghibli ones where they had like you know Christian Bale doing voices, yeah, yeah, things like that. But this one yeah. just, I just, yeah, I don't think it needs it needs that voice. You just just watch it. It's it's the writing on its own is great. The story. I will. He's built up my listing so much with anime. Like Martin is our fantasy sci-fi anime guy. Like. And deep, not just like skimming the pages, but he'll pull stuff from from all over the map. So he builds my he builds my list, gets me across the anime ocean. That Martin, he does. You got you got to share that list with me, man. So far, I've just uh, I've just got to Miyazaki. I've watched all of his directed movies, um, but uh, which are all incredible. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking for a list. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll, we'll get you and Martin out on a date. Anime. Oh, nice, awesome. Anime date. Yeah. I love dates. Anime. I bet you. I bet you. Dean buys flowers though. Oh fuck! Oh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! I'll buy flowers for sure. He'll know if I did my hair. You know, he'll know when I got a haircut. He'll notice. He'll notice. Uh, Is that a new hat? Is that a new hat you're wearing? <laughs> it's actually it's actually an old hat, but I just washed it. So okay, okay. You guys, you want to know something? You know what's old hat? This fucking joke. <laughs> well played. Thank you, thank you. You set me up, Sean. I just had to. <laughs> Took me two and a half years to abuse Martin on the podcast before I didn't realize. <laughs> we even abused him on my show. It was like horrible. a little bit. <laughs> That's true, man. That's What's true. What's going on? All right, Sean. But I fought for you. I fought for you. <laughs> um, I've been watching a crap ton of stuff. Um, I I rewatched all of Loki. I rewatched all of uh, Agent Carter, like uh, the first season. Um. I watched the first episode of Invincible. What did you think? Okay, good. And I own the comics. I I was slow to getting to the show because I I don't know. I was I was just leery, I guess. But no, it, it's good. It's it's well played. So on to episode two uh, tomorrow. Okay, but I have watched a movie in theaters. We actually watched two movies. Which one? So we saw Black Widow uh, opening weekend. Um, that was our first time in a theater, obviously. And then uh, we saw Free Guy last weekend. Okay, t- I want is that the Ryan Reynolds movie? Uh huh. Yeah. Okay, you were very vocal about that on on the social media. I saw your post about it. So uh-huh. I want to know about it because you know what? I keep hearing the same thing that you said, and I think it needs to be talked about because it's taking a genre and telling a different story in it that normally isn't something that the people who go to that genre give a fuck about. Hmm. I'll be honest. It wasn't my choice. I wanted to go see Suicide Squad really bad. And Sylvie's like, we're not seeing another fucking DC movie is what she said. <laughs> pardon pardon the, the swearing, but she does not like the DC films. Like she says, they're too dark. They're too depressing. Like laugh a little, would you? That's kind of her opinion. So she said no to Suicide Squad. She said, we're seeing Ryan Reynolds. We're going to laugh. He's a Canadian boy. Let's put the money to the Canadian boy. Like, okay, fine. We'll go see it. Didn't want to see it. And I was just completely blown away. Um, it looks like a throwaway type of film. Another movie about video games made by people who don't know anything about video games. That was my impression that it might be. And I was completely wrong. They, it's so meta. It's, it, it's talking about video games on multiple levels from a creator level, from a gamer level, from the trolls that play the games. 
it's a big um, it's a big political take on trolls. It's all about trolls and how horrible they are, but it's also about um, video game companies ripping people off all the time. And it's just, it's so broad a film. It looks like it's just a simple, stupid comedy, you know, just like a silly throwaway comedy that, you know, people, you know, they film for 20 days and then they're done. No, it's not at all. It it's looks brilliant, like intelligent, layered, and the universe, the, the world building is, is, is just sick. It's it's really good. Yeah. Uh, what's the what's the narrative on it? Because I read an article that was talking about how, which was really interesting, and this is what I I thought was neat was that using this video game based movie to talk about how background characters don't really matter in video games because we all know that right like you if you've played any open world then you know that you're just running by people you can interact with everybody but they're there they're in the background they're just there so that it doesn't feel weird and look stupid but this story talks about how a background character is just as important as somebody who's in the foreground mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah it, on multiple levels not just within the game but outside of the game because it's about i mean the basic plot is someone invents a game that's phenomenal a company uh, decides to buy it, Taika Waititi's company. And uh, they say, you know what? Now we changed our mind. We're not going to buy it. But they offer a deal to the programmers and they hire one of them. And then uh, what they do is they use all the code from the game and take credit for it and don't share the credit. Asshole. Uh, yeah, it's and that's that's it. Taika Waititi, what an asshole. <laughs> he plays a good <laughs> asshole in this film. Um, yeah. And it's just about the, like the little person just getting fucked over all the time. And, but you know, the art, the NPC can actually, you know, be bigger than the, the hero of, of the, and for those who don't know what NPC stands for non-player character, <laughs> which for those who haven't played video games is the person you're not using to blow up everybody else on the screen. But it's all. There's also a commentary there on the the hot games like Grand Theft Auto, and kind of taking not taking a, like an active shot at them, but kind of saying that the video games now kind of it's more about hey let's go, you know, go shoot a hooker or whatever. Like it's that's the way the games are nowadays. It's about being violent, stealing, and they're like, but you know what? There's that really pretty game on the shelf next to this one. <laughs> Oops, this is like this is an awesome game. Like, why don't you give this a chance? Why are you just going to where the money is? Like, why go to Rockstar Games? There's a very beautiful, elegant game that's an indie game. Why don't you go try that out? Like, there's a whole commentary about that in there, too. It's 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 great. I like that. No, I really do like that. Let's pause for a second because you got a really good thought there. Dean, do, do video game movies excite you? Uh yeah, I do get excited by video game movies, and for some reason. This movie, when I saw the trailer, I don't know, what was it like three years ago now when the first trailer came out for this movie, um, I just didn't care at all for it. And and even no. now when the trailer is plays on TV, I don't care at all. And that's uh, that's interesting that you say it's it's so deep and it's like, oh, don't look at this. Look at this indie game on the shelf. That's how I feel about this movie. I'm just like, yeah, I don't it's... care about this movie. Like, whatever. I'll just go see uh, I'll go see a Marvel movie that that's going to be doing yeah. what this is doing better. The ads are, are very misrepresentative of what it is. I think they're really trying to tack into, oh, we want to get the video gamers in here. And we right. want like they just want to turn the quick buck in the ads. But the movie is way better than that. 
Yeah, that's good to hear because I do like video games uh, or video game movies. So I would really like to uh, really like to check it out. In terms of video games movie, I actually like made a rating of like the best video game movies, like based on games or about video games. And for me, number one's Wreck-It Ralph. Can't, it can't be top for me because it's just genius. Awesome. Um, this is like right below. Real, wow. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Wreck-It Ralph is awesome too. Like. It's genius. Yeah, it's pure genius. This is, I mean, maybe I'm just kind of all starry-eyed from seeing it in the theaters. Where does this fall in place in comparison to The Wizard? The <laughs> Yeah. California. Oh man. Yeah. No, the wizard is still tops, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question. Here's a hot take. Scott Pilgrim's a video game movie. Uh it, mm, boy. it, it, it does have video game references, but I don't yeah. think it's a video game. I, I'd movie say it's before. below this one though. Okay. All right. I love Scott Pilgrim, but yeah. Oh, in it's of its own, but yeah, but you just you see the quarters and you see the the video game fighting style, like the Tekken yep. World Combat stuff, and you're like, okay, are they are they trying to be? But yeah, this has more heart than Scott Pilgrim. Uh, it, it's a bit smarter too. Okay. Here's a here's something. Uh, but actually, we'll ask Martin because I don't want to. Uh, this is me buying flowers. What do you think about video game movies, Martin? <laughs> I don't want to forget about them. I don't know. I just sometimes I I can't remember the. Except for Wreck-It Ralph, there's, it's very few that I've liked. Like every, every, even when they try to do like a video, like Resident Evil series, I wasn't a huge fan of that. Mm. They didn't, they didn't stick to the originals. They had a great original story, but they decided to branch out on their own and do their own thing, which I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of. Um, but I mean, I, I, same feeling that Sean had with this movie. I, it was kind of like a throwaway. Like I, when I first saw the trailer, you know, I was like, ah, maybe I'll watch it when it comes out on a streaming streaming service or something. Yeah. Like but now that you mention it, and it's something more than what it's portrayed in the original trailer i want to check it out yeah and there's there's big huge moments in there that like i I haven't i mean i haven't been to a movie in like a year and a half right so seeing this the audience multiple times applauded wow i'm like what like and there was moments in the movie where people went holy shit like i'm like yeah this is like i don't know it was awesome and uh they had the marvel marvel was way like totally behind this film and promotion and everything like they're they're totally on board with it so uh, i won't say more than that but there's a lot of easter eggs in this film you know <laughs> nice. from cool. from everything like it's it's awesome does does canadian darling rr have anything like could could this have been as great a movie with somebody else because it's such a great story in a script or um no i think it needed ryan reynolds and his production company to get made because if it didn't, this would have been a shit movie because they would have gone with studio choices. No, what we don't need that. Who who's going to understand that? Let's get rid of that. Let's get rid of that. Um, because he was involved. I think the story actually came across. I don't think it would have with a, a lighter weight uh, star in it. Yeah. I, I, I and, and to be honest, Ryan Reynolds really isn't the star of the film. Really? He's like, there's like two main characters and then he's like kind of the third and he's, he's in a lot of scenes, but he's not important. Oh, he's, oh. he's integral to the plot, but he's not a real character either. So it's like an NPC to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> true. But it's true. That's but, um, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of places in the film with, with a different actor or if Ryan Reynolds had no, no power. 
where they would have said, okay, Ryan, I need you to kiss the girl and you guys are going to, you know, we need a romance here or we need this here. Oh, we, we have to have a pratfall gag here. Like there's a lot of stuff a studio would have forced on, but Ryan Reynolds like, nope, the story is good. We're not changing a thing. Like, so I, I think he had a lot of uh, producer power in this film and that's why it works. Cause you know, he put his name on it. Yeah. You see that. I like that. I like that happening lately. Whenever you see the, the, the above the line as an executive or an EP, uh, you know, that they're more involved than just being handed a script and being like, say your lines, right? Like they're, they're yeah. helping craft the story. So it's, it's, it, I feel better when I'm like, okay, if this is how Ryan Reynolds wants to make a movie, then if this is what they're doing, which it seems that they're very, they're following as close as they can on the Deadpool series and letting him write the script with everybody, then I think, yeah, I think that is a, that's a, that's a big selling feature. Uh, how many uh, NPCs out of 10 would you give it? Out of 10, 10. 10? No, 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 that's no, I wouldn't even put it lower than that it's 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 a great film it's so good i'm actually like contemplating seeing it again i'll go see it with you <laughs> yeah there you go but, but, people, but really like for for independent creators like ourselves doing podcasts and stuff it's kind of an important film t- to me it's important about hey they're an independent game producer they made a game they got fucked over it like I don't know. It's, it's integral to what we do as podcasters. Like it's, it's one of those like a little guy or a little guy, little gal movies. Like, you know, the, the, the Goliath to your David or Dana, right? Like you're yeah. okay. That's well, I'm, I'm in. And I like everybody who was at my birthday, like just was like, go back to the movie. So I got tons of gift certificates for my birthday present. So I'm, I think I'm good till December to not pay for a movie. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. So, Anyways, well, but, uh, the theater experience is good though. Like, who, have you all been to a theater then? Yeah, I have. Yes. You, Dean, what, yeah, yeah. what did you think? Like, what was the experience for you? Like, was it good? Were you nervous? Were you anxiety, or were you like, this is cool? I was really, really excited. Um, I, I did have a little bit of anxiety because I, I still have a little bit of anxiety, sort of getting back into the world. But uh, everything was handled like really well there. Um, and I saw two movies in one day. I saw Old and I saw F Nine. Oh. And it was fantastic to get back into the theater. It was just like, I've been waiting for that. I mean, we all have been waiting for it for a year and a half. And uh, it was a great day. Good. Yeah, same here. I, yeah. I concur with you, gentlemen. It's it's seamless. It feels like everything, like it used to be, like nothing, nothing really has been taken away to keep you safer, just capacity, right? It's I think that I was, felt safer at the theater than I do at Safeway, to be honest. For sure, I completely yeah. agree with you, yeah. Martin. What's it like? In have you been to a movie yet, Ben? Not yet. Um, I'm just curious what of, it's like in your province compared to ours. If it's like if regulations are different, I, I think it's still the same. Like we're pretty close into in terms of like how we're rolling out, you know, everything. But starting September first, we're gonna be good and all that. Like it's just gonna be basically. Everything is optional. If you want to wear a mask, the establishment's all optional. Okay. Right now, it's optional for customers, but like a lot of businesses can, are are, are a lot of businesses still use the mask for their employees. Um, but um, I think after September first, that'll be the interesting date to see. Like that's when yeah. things are supposed to kind of go back to normal. Sorry for jumping in there and <laughs> taking oh. over your show. No, oh, really, do it on mine all the time. <laughs> do it. It's fine. I don't give a uh, fuck. There's no golden microphone here, Sean. Trust me. But I'll probably see a movie this week because I have I have a day off on um, on Thursday, so I think I'm gonna catch a matinee. I think I might watch that um, 
uh, that movie that you you just saw. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, uh, I'm excited. That's that sounds that sounds like one of the movies that we need, right? Like we, oh, yeah. anything that's been missed in the movie theaters that shared experience of the same idea, right? Like you can't really walk away from something like free guy and be like, I didn't get that out of this. Well, how did you get that? Right? Like it's, it's pretty easy to digest. So hearing that you were saying that people were clapping and cheering yeah. and applauding, like that's the, and, and, you know, sharing air in a room or something like that's, <laughs> that's, that's fucking awesome. That means the theater experience is still there. Yeah. And, it just got put on the shelf for a minute. When when we were talking to Dean about this this week, I was I was happy to hear that Dean wasn't going to go down the usual rabbit hole of, of TV and, and film because he was like, can we talk about something on YouTube? I was like, if you can watch it, we can talk about it. So, Dean, first time I get to ask you this, what the fuck did you watch, buddy? Buddy, I've been uh, binging. I've been binging a YouTube show called the movie trivia schmodown. Oh, I know. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I'm so glad you know about it. I love it. Have you watched episodes? Okay. I only know about it because the guy who does it was on Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith talking about it, and yeah. Kevin did an episode of it. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Smith is a is a competitor in the league. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's that's the only reason I know about it. Sean, how do you know about it? Uh, I just I, I'm just familiar with the Schmodown Throwdown Schmodown from isn't that from um, Collider or something? Yeah. Yeah. Schnepp? Isn't that from John Schnepp? Isn't that a John Schnepp thing? Uh, yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. One one of the people on it. Yeah. I'm a, I I John Schnepp's one of my favorite like people that do what we do. I know he's not around anymore, right? Yeah. Pathway, but yeah. yeah, he's yeah. That's that's how I know it from. Awesome. Yeah, it's uh, it was basically um, a YouTube show and a podcast called Schmoes No Movies. And uh, I guess one at the end of one of their episodes, they wanted to settle a dispute between their two interns of who knows movies better. So because I guess they kept going at it all the time of who knew more about <laughs> movies. So uh, they just came up with this trivia game, and uh, it went over really well. So then they just started playing it between different competitors at the end of every show. And then they ended up having a tournament and then they made it its own show because people just loved it. Um, but they kind of injected a lot of like wrestling type stuff. So everyone's a character. Everyone's wearing costumes. Yeah, they have titles and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. belts, there's titles, there's different divisions, there's grudges, there's retirement matches. Like they just throw it all in there. It's all like, it's the theatrics mixed with like really good movie trivia. Um, and I, I just really, I'm like, I love trivia. I love any kind of trivia game and movie trivia is, sure. would be my favorite of that. And I also grew up on wrestling. Um, so I just love the theatrics. Uh, to get into it, I used to sort of skip the beginning interviews and the and the post-game interviews and just watch the trivia part because that's how I, I didn't really get the characters. You know, I didn't get how you can mix that with playing trivia. But then once you watch them and you start to see like these two competitors that hate each other for some reason, I'm like, well, now I want to watch all their matches together and I want to watch their interviews before and I want to watch their interviews after. And I'm just totally hooked. Like their episodes are an hour long. They come up with three to five episodes a week, and I watch them all. Wow. Jeez. I just saved it here. I just subscribed. Awesome. It's so good. I love it. Oh, I, okay. I actually, they have sort of like a, uh, a developmental league, they call it, and I've actually tried out for it before. I have oh, wow. never gotten a call back, but I have, I have sent in audition tapes. Awesome. You've sent in audition tapes. Okay. What's the audition uh, process like? Uh, it so far, it was just send us a one to two minute tape of 
whatever, what your character would be. Um, okay. Doesn't really have to be movie. Like they don't even test your trivia knowledge at that point. They probably test your trivia knowledge after that. But uh, the first, the first thing is just like, what's your character going to be? That's cool. What was your character? <laughs> Are you allowed to well, see it without spoiling it? No, yeah, it's fine. I'll never, I'm never going to be on that show. They're never going to, they're never going to pick <laughs> me up. They, it seems to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people they know um, that, that are getting selected, but uh, I'm not very like, uh, antagonistic i don't like to pick on people or, or or be be mean to them uh so i wanted to come up with something fun that uh that i hadn't seen on there before so i sent in a tape um i, I kind of have done sleight of hand tricks in the past and so i sent in a tape of me um revealing answers to movie trivia with my deck of cards and just saying that it's the deck that knows that's the deck that's trying out it's the deck that's the player and i'm just the handler um I saw a video of that. Yeah, yeah, I had a video actually on Instagram. It was my follow-up video because I didn't get, I didn't hear back anything from the first video. So I <laughs> poked him again, and then they sent out a tweet and said, "Everybody, stop sending us videos. We got your audition tape." And I think I felt like that was directed right at me. <laughs> <laughs> I made it on the radar in the worst possible. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I just I, I I love this show. I would love to get on there someday, but uh, it's. It, it's a really unique game um, that uh, has different rounds. You know, it's like round one, two, three title title matches are five rounds. They have five different style rounds with different uh, point values, different types of questions. It's so fun. It's so much fun. What's the what's the level of like knowledge? Like, are you as you are you because I'm going to like I'm already wheels are spinning. I'm like, can you make a four man team? Because if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be these four right here. Like they they have a teams division, and it's a it's a two person team. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I actually I play every Tuesday night. I play with uh with four of my buddies. Um, sometimes we get a, a fifth in. Um, and we play along with the show. We do oh, we nice. do the trivia and try to play along with the show and uh, and answer the questions. And it's so much fun. Oh, how do I get in that group? <laughs> Hey man, you can you can join. You can get in the group if you want. That's that. I will, I will send you. I will send you the invite. Anyone who wants in is in. We we are looking for more people. After the show, Dean, can you just send what you recommended on YouTube on the chat, the group chat that we have? You bet. I'm gonna add it to my watch. I'm gonna start checking it out. I've never seen it, so and I'm I'm interested right now. <laughs> yeah, and I will say I will say the the in person matches are so much better. Like over the pandemic, they've adjusted and they do it over Zoom, and they have you know the four screens and they're asking questions. It's really hard to get that sort of wrestling. I hate you. Let's like do this trivia vibe uh, over Zoom. So uh, they've just started to get back in person. They rent out um, just like a bar, and they've just started to get competitors in there, and uh, those matches have such better energy to them there's just so much more in the body language of everyone when they're not just sitting in a chair answering questions when they're standing and they're trying to be um in the other person's face yeah live matches are just so much better what's the level of trivia like because i mean everybody here like i have i have the blockbuster game which is pretty intense same same good good man the pirate sees a pirate and uh i i'm i Without, you know, tooting my own horn here, I mean, I can fare on, on a lot of, like, generic trivia games. Sorry, like, can I, just, I, have to, I have to ask, before we continue with that thought, is the blockbuster game, like, only movies from, like, 2001 onward? <laughs> like, is that because <laughs> it closed down? No, be, the, the speed rounds allow you to go as far back as cinema history. Like, when you have to go, like, when you have to go uh, word association 
and come up with movies on the fly to start the turn. Like you can come, you can pull from anything. It's not necessarily oh, wow. like it's pretty generic stuff. They'll be like movies with dogs in them. Well, fuck, take it oh, back. Anything throughout history with a dog, right? Yeah. So, like you can. There's a lot there, but what I'm then that's why I'm saying it's more generic with the blockbuster game. How deep do these guys go? Like, are we going Trivial Pursuit, Adult Edition, dumb fucking shit that nobody knows except Ken Jennings? Or like, are we going like, where's where's the level of knowledge at? Sometimes. So there's there's different rounds. So there's different point values for questions. At the end of the in the last in the final round, you get a five point question. It's the biggest like uh, valued question in the entire game, and those questions are very hard to get. You just kind of have to get lucky and get a movie that you know very well. Um, I would say the knowledge is very high. Who, the, the people who hold the belts, the people who are the best at it are incredible. They're, they're, they know so much more than I know. And I would say I'm decent at movie trivia. I wouldn't, I would probably fare in the bottom, in, in the bottom half of the league. Um, if I played, mm-hmm. uh, it, the developmental league is a little softer. There's softer questions. Um, I, I could, I could compete in that. I think we're. I'm glad you mentioned it, man, because I remember hearing about it. And I was like, "Okay, I want to follow up on that." Because movie trivia, right? Like trivia in general is fucking fun. So, oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. the fact that you've you've outdone yourself already, man, and it's only the top half of the show. Well done. <laughs> I don't, do, Martin. Do you fare well at trivia? Uh, it, yeah, because I have a lot of stupid, useless facts in my head that no one needs to know. So I, I'm I'm like a jack of all trades when it comes to trivia. I don't specialize in one category. I just, something will say, I'll just draw from things I've heard. And yeah. Sean, can you go to like the King's head on a Tuesday and do trivia? As long as it's a comic trivia night, I'm, I'm the winner. (laughs) But outside of that, I don't know. I don't know how good I am at the trivia, but the stuff I drop all the time. They have a geek league, a whole league just for just geek questions. You could, you could do that one. I could do that one. Yeah. The, um, the way the way it works is that you could be a specialist in something and and still win because of how like the rounds are are laid out. Like the second round has a wheel and it has uh, different slices on the wheel that are different genres or different specific directors. One of them's comic oh, book okay. movies. And okay. if you spin your thing, you then get four questions from that one category. But if you spin wow. something you have no idea about, you're screwed. Okay. I'm I'm, watch, I'm gonna be watching this thing because I <laughs> I want to see how it works. I it's really want to see how it works. It sounds it sounds really cool, and I've heard about it for years. I used to mm-hmm. listen to the Collider podcast for years. Awesome, we talk about it, so that's kind of exciting. I'm I, I love when this shit happens. I'm the only one who can't offer anything new to watch because I went to the wrong movie theater. <laughs> you offered a great story. You did I, offer I, a really good story. Yeah, let's let's. And then we went for shitty pierogi. <laughs> after like the pierogies were probably the size of a quarter i'm like that's not a pierogi i don't even know what that is but that's not a pierogi where i come from and i'm fat so i know what a pierogi is yeah that's weird that's a small pierogi martin mark that down (laughs) (laughs) anyways we're done ladies and gentlemen that is uh that's what we watched this week hopefully you watch it i know i walked away everybody walk away with something new to watch yeah oh yeah all right. I think I'm I'm going to I feel I feel if I watch this show and I don't do well at it, I don't want to do our show again. <laughs> 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 so hard. Like what am I what are we even thinking? So I'm just going to maybe I'll 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 slowly step towards the schmodown, but the Kevin Smith was so fucking excited about being on it and I think he got Star Wars questions. I think he was talking 
They oh, made yeah. room an under like an underhand Ooh. and made it so that he because it's Kevin Smith. But uh, I uh, no, I was like these guys, and they talked about how it was wrestling and how they love wrestling in movies. Yeah. And, together and like they do the promos like they do in wrestling too is that something yeah they do they do promos they have storylines the only thing is you can't actually fix the trivia match like you so you don't know who's going to come out a winner so they i think every character sort of has what they're going to do if they win and what they're going to do if they lose kevin smith actually was on a a really long winning streak and he he finally lost and he just started to go after uh the commissioner who's the guy who asks the questions and so i think they're going to have like a commissioner versus kevin smith match coming up pretty soon because he just started to blame him for uh not accepting his answers and it was it was great it was fantastic he was really like kevin smith was really playing along which was which was fun to watch awesome all right well let's move on let's do what we came here to do which is that needs a track behind it. At my signal, unleash hell. Don't push it. Don't push it. I'll give you a war you won't believe. Goldstein, give me a fat beat to beat my bodies. <laughs> I know what kind of guy you were. I never would have agreed to work with you. <clears throat> Are you gonna bark all day, little doggy? What was that? Sorry, you catch. Would you repeat it? Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Ladies and gentlemen, this is the debate portion of the show. This is your first time. Uh, this is what we said at the top of the show, where we're going to argue who we think, what movie or TV show character would make the best life coach. And uh, the parameters were pretty simple. Martin, I think we were just like, how, who, who would make a, a really great life coach? Which I had to Google what a life coach actually does. I just see them on Instagram all the time. But I was like, who the fuck are these people offering advice? It's easy to say you're a life coach, but I actually learned a thing or two but uh so we just wanted um the qualities like how they would benefit maybe you or the life coach position right that was one of the rules mm -hmm. and uh i totally did not do that <laughs> I did, once again did not read the rules and just wrote my own script for whatever i think uh, is a life coach. It, i did i did oh yeah yep. well, as, as always that always happens but that's the best part it's a pitch it's never supposed to be fucking it's it's your interpretation Sir, so who fucking cares if you didn't follow the rules? Uh, and it essentially just encompass uh, why they would do a good job at it, what qualities that they bring to the life coach profession, and maybe one or two things that they could fix in your life. Like if you were looking to change a thing or two, how they might influence you and, you know, use them for a couple months and then be like, fuck, why did I call this person? So without further ado, I will go first. This one's, uh, <laughs> this one's going to come with a lot of heat, I think, but we'll see how well I can get through it. I picked uh, from... David Fincher's Fight Club. I picked Tyler Durden, which actually, after reading about it, I picked Edward Norton, I guess, but I picked Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden. So that's my, that's where I'm standing is that character. Because if you read, the, if you read the book, they are essentially all the same things. But anyways, what I liked about Mr. Durden, Mr. No Give a Fuck, I loved his honesty. And in researching uh, what life coaches do, their 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 number one role is to be direct with you and to let you know where your faults are and where to kind of change the things that you want to change and you know let you know about the things that you're good at. 
his honesty is almost is actually insulting. And and I I, I don't do well with like a with a a spoon fed compliment. I need someone to give me a little bit of a backhand across the face to get my attention. So just his insulting nature, um, not not to the point where he's pissing in the soup per se, but like just the fact that he 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 pulls no punches, so to speak. Pun in, pun not intended, I guess. Uh, and and if you're not getting real with me, then I don't think I can change a lot of things. Uh, the second quality that I picked, um, he believes in pushing oneself to the edge to find their greatest potential. Granted, yes, it comes in the form of a beating, okay? It, 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 it's in the bottom of a bar. It's maybe not the most hygienic place, but he still believes in challenging yourself to finding out where you need to work. Side note, I believe in the idea that I want to punch you as hard as you can. I really thought that that was a great part of the show because it wasn't so much about being punched as it was about finding about who you were on the other side of it. So one punch only is all I want. Like if he wants to hit me, I'm totally fine with it. But when you, when you, when you use this as an example or even the acid soap scene, do you remember when he pours the acid on his hand and does it to Edward Norton? And then he, he's arguing why you should do it. And he's pushing them to the worst part of his own pain to come out on the other side of that pain. Cause he lifts his hand and shows I did the same thing which at that point is great because that's a really great way of David Fincher saying these two guys are still separate characters, right? If they have each have a scar, then that, that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> my next point, this one's for you, Martin. He fucks. <laughs> he fucks. Why is that for me? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I started saying that guy fucks is because Martin started saying it, and I love the fucking line. So I was like, I'm going to incorporate this. I'm going to write a love letter directly to Martin on this one. But what I mean is by why he fucks is he's confident. And that comes with Marla Singer, pun intended. Now, I don't need a lesson in finding a woman. I have one. She's great. I've checked that box. But what I am saying, though, is that his bravado and his manliness, like walking to the door and opening up the door and looking at Edward Norton butt naked with rubber gloves on, that's confidence, right? And if you're not feeling really great at a point in your life, you need someone who can confidently build you back up. So that's that's why that example is there. He also believes in his end-like state of mind. He's not about his possessions. Specifically, you are not your fucking car keys. You are or khakis, depending on if you're from Boston or not. <laughs> and, um, but his his whole idea is about uh, releasing oneself from their possessions and what defines them, right? Not being a brand whore. And I'm a super fucking brand whore. I love shit with names on it. I don't like no name stuff i i was the guy who was like i can't wait to get a set of apple iphone uh earbuds because they tell the world that you can afford an apple product how fucking pathetic is that but see the other <laughs> but like chill chill <laughs> so uh i just i feel that he would be great at for me detaching myself from my worldly possessions because they don't really matter we can detach you from your worldly possessions. That's yeah. no problem. We can I'll help take that you lightsaber. That. You know, if you want yeah, to get rid exactly. of that lightsaber, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, my last two points here. Oh, um, this uh, his his our sessions would be called Project Redefine. By the way, <laughs> that was my, I was like, how do we how do we come up with a with a title for what I'm going to go through here? Uh, my last two points. Uh, a couple of the things: health. And what I think other people think of me. So uh, I care what other people think of me sometimes. It is my downfall. As being a Leo, I don't work for me. I work for you, right? Like whatever I do makes you feel better. Um, so out of all the things I would want to fix, I would want to give less fucks. Don't sweat the small stuff, right? Wait till you piss someone off instead of always trying to avoid it. And and that comes in his style, his home, and his ideas. He just does not give a fuck, 
right? He lives in a rundown house. His style is very Value Village. Even though it's what makes him a great character, he's got a shirt that's like almost a midriff, right? Like he's not giving a fuck. So I feel that that comes across as a great quality to show somebody like don't care about people until maybe you have to. Lastly, on a health level, um, I can only imagine as a personal trainer, um, outside of fucking people up, uh, no one walks around with a stomach like that by accident. And me and my four cheeseburgers would probably go away. So having maybe a chance to get to spar with them, um, have, like roll on the ground, do some fighting, what have you. I feel that as a, a, a health aspect to my personal uh, life coach um, is important for me because I could, I would wonder what I'd look like with a six pack. It'd be kind of fun. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of my debate. I now give the floor to Martin Navarro. Feel free to cross-reference, sir. Um, I'll start. I Just two points. Um, so confidence, I love that. I think that's one thing Tyler Durden definitely has, and that's something you that's essential for a life coach. You don't want someone who's unsure, and I think probably one of the most confident people on the list we have today is Tyler Durden. Um, my other point, I think with Tyler, uh, you don't want a life coach. I think you want a cult leader. <laughs> Because it, it does get super culty at the end, you know? And I think there's a fine line between life coach and cult leader. And I think Tyler Durden j- definitely crosses over to cult leader more than life coach. Oh, God. That's all I had to say. <laughs> isn't that kind of how life coach, maybe isn't, that's probably how cult leaders start. Like they start as like, I want to, I want to make people feel better. And then they're like, I have 30 people to make feel better. And now <laughs> Waco and now they're drinking Kool-Aid. Like, like, I think that's kind of the progression. You get a, a client list to a cult. Well, not necessarily. Well, the life coach usually doesn't fuck everybody in the cult, you know, <laughs> <It's> fuck its <laughs> clients. And that's what cult leaders usually end up doing. That's why they start a cult because they just want to fuck everybody else. Am I a life coach or am I a cult leader? Well, I'm not fucking my staff. I'm a life coach. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is a life coach but a person who does not fuck his clients? Like a cult leader doesn't fuck his <laughs> congregation. <laughs> Okay, what do they say though? Like you're totally right about the cult leader fact. I didn't. It just completely skipped my mind. But they're like, his name was Robert Paulson. Oh yeah. They all like <laughs> really say the same thing. His name was Robert Paulson. I okay, fair enough. Yeah, I I agree. I would probably let this guy walk me off the edge of a cliff without questioning. When I think about how they got everybody, you would drink the Kool Aid. I would drink the Kool. I would stand there and watch the world burn at the end, holding Marla's hand, wondering how the fuck I got here. Uh, Sean. You're next, buddy. Feel free to um, face as hard as you can. <laughs> well, well, I I feel like you're being a little bit Allison Mack about all this. Uh, <laughs> how you're just kind of obsessively following a very pretty man with a six pack. <laughs> and you just want to give us some cheeseburgers. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, I think you're just in love with Brad Pitt. And I, I, I don't think you're getting any coaching. I think you're just, I could look that good. <laughs> I don't know. Two Allison Mac for me. I okay, fair enough. That's that's Nixium. Yeah, I'll give it. <laughs> I just need a brand. <laughs> not, not to make fun of that because that was a fucked up thing. You guys ever watch Seinfeld? Has everyone watched Seinfeld here? Yeah. Remember when when George falls in love with Elaine's boyfriend, who's like the the macho guy, sports dude, Tony or whatever? <laughs> that's what I think Mike would be <laughs> with this situation. He would follow Brad Pitt around with what you just said. He would follow Brad Pitt around with his hat, like, oh, this guy's so cool. I love being around him. And yeah, I, I think that would be like a 
Like you'll be part of his entourage, basically. Like you're letting the guy punch you in the face. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Well, oh, he can hit me. You, you, yeah, well, no, that, that's not life coach. That's just. To Mike's defense, he did say one punch in the face. One punch. Oh, he did say one. (laughs) I want you to hit me as hard as you can. I get the scene. I I mean, (laughs) don't don't get me wrong. Like walking this out of the screen and trying to do this in real life, be arrested by fucking lunchtime. But like, you know, it it just didn't uh, applying the things. But I remember being so enthralled by that character. And I think it was because that was the first I, I was I was crazy about that character when I saw the movie, but then when I read the book and went back to the movie, I was like, okay, now I'm and I'm a huge Chuck Palahniuk fan. So that the 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 thing that David Fincher did for Tyler Durden was just solidified by reading the book after and creating more of a character. And I've like, what do I do? Do I give you the ass of the crotch? Like the writing is so smart and the delivery is so great on the plane. Like those those little cocky things and i've i've been waiting to use this character for something and i was like all right fuck it let's see how to <laughs> walk down the street with this idea you know mike there's more choices than just ass and crotch <laughs> <laughs> you could get the eyes you can get the mouth you could get the hands <laughs> but uh, that's why i love you because <laughs> you just want ass and crotch. <laughs> yeah, man, i'm black or white <laughs> <One's the zeros. laughs> All right, Dean. Uh, this is you're up, buddy. Feel free to eviscerate the shit out of me. Agree with me because I, I the only time I seem to get a vote is with a new person. So uh, if you uh, if you, do do your will. Yeah, I, I like the pick because I do think that um, Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden was a life coach for uh, I guess Edward Norton's Tyler yeah. Durden. Jack is who he would be if it was the right. Yes. Um, yeah, so I like the pick. I do like the pick, but I think you're going to be disappointed um, the first time your life coach shows up and you're expecting Brad Pitt's abs and it is Edward Norton. Like, I'm just trying to figure out the logistics here. Isn't it <laughs> Edward Norton who is your life co- coach? Yeah, okay. If if <laughs> back then, yes, I do end up with an Edward Norton in a suit with, you know, nothing left but his, with Marla. Yeah, okay. Yeah, technically, yes. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, I think that he, um, I, I don't think he's a great life coach. I think he is going to try to maybe uh, destroy your life. Like, I think he was, I think, I think Tyler Durden was fighting so hard so that he could take over, so that he could stay alive in that body. I'm not sure he cares about you. I I think he you're going to be you're going to have shaved your head. Uh you're going to be saying Robert Paulson is his name. Like you're just going to be a minion for him. You're going to be blowing up buildings, rolling huge giant uh art art sculptures into Starbucks. Uh that's what your life is going to be like. I went into this thinking that I would experience some change and i i came out of it with a with a very short leash and a, and a directive just join scientology yeah <laughs> it's a lot to this, that point. or play with bdsm a little bit more i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah no the love and i mean i was younger too right so the love of that character comes from a, a younger mind that i have great character still yeah. great character oh, oh yeah probably oh, one of the great. best ever written right so oh yeah great character yeah, great film, great everything. Just, yeah. the film is like tops. Read the book. 
if if you ever get I have it I'll mail it to any of you like just get a chance if you haven't read the book because it just it's not one of those things where like Stanley Kubrick went and fucked the shining and Stephen King was like how dare you like that's that was a blatant change of everything but this there's just so much back and forth between Jack and Tyler that you you just you're like wow imagine if this was in the movie imagine if this was in the movie and it and it lets you play with now going okay if it was in the movie it would have been done by Brad Pitt that's so insane and the only time they really pay attention to Jack is when Jack is reading I am Jack's raging bladder when he's reading those books and Brad Pitt's riding around on the bicycle in the in the house anyways all right cool i dig it i'm going to pay you next time dean just, <laughs> all these things i'm just kidding <laughs> all right uh up next uh martin did i say it was you yeah i said it was you martin navarro you are next sir so you have okay i'm going to open up because mike didn't define it but i'm going to open up with the definition of a life coach a person <laughs> who counsels and encourages clients on matters having to do with career or personal challenges yeah that's exactly right? that is the definition of a life coach um and i picked for my choice uh Michael Caine's portrayal of Alfred Pennyworth, the butler to Batman. Um, and I just want to start with this, uh, debaters. Um, famous butlers on TV, you know, Alfred Pennyworth, Jeffrey from Fresh Prince, Lynn Belvedere. What do they have in common? When nope. the family needs advice, they all go to them, right? Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I want to pose this argument to you. What is a life coach but a butler who doesn't clean? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> He's got a point. He's got a point. Right? <laughs> That's amazing. So, You're right. It totally fits. It just, it just doesn't clean your clothes. You know, it doesn't do your laundry. Just That's all. It just gives you advice. Great advice. Um, so imagine this. So I, I picked Alfred Pennyworth, like I said. So imagine this, debaters, if you will. It's the end of the third Christopher Nolan Batman movie. Bruce Wayne has retired as the Cape Crusader. Alfred still has a good chunk of that... Uh, Wayne Enterprises money, lots of free time on his hands. So what does he decide to do? He decides to open a not-for-profit uh, named A period Penny for Your Thoughts, an affordable life coaching or affordable life coaching for families in need. <laughs> so some of the things that you learn about Alfred Pennyworth, he's got a he's got a some sort of military background. You don't really know what, but you know it's there. Um, and so if your life is in need of physical fitness uh, regime or something more structured, I think that military background has you covered. Um, also been known to do basic medical triage on Batman. So if you get hurt, it's like having your own personal medic as well. Um, he'll probably introduce you to, if you need to, um, introduce you to healthy living in terms of lifestyle and diet. Cause I mean, you know, he always makes those green shakes for Bruce Wayne every morning when he gets up before he does pushups. Um, and you know, Bruce Wayne, that version of Batman was definitely a health nut. And I think he would have tracked every single calorie he put into his body. Um, <laughs> And the last thing I want to say about Michael Caine, uh, Alfred Pennyworth, or Michael Caine's Alfred Pennyworth, um, he's got a British accent. And I think there's something about that accent that just makes me want to listen. It's very comforting, and it sounds it's very intelligent sounding. And I think when you hear that, it's like you, you hear that this guy knows what he's talking about. And that's my argument. All right, so I'm going to give this one over to Sean first because I need a minute to find a wrong thing with that. So if you could go, that would be great. <laughs> great. Um... Yeah, you too. <laughs> I guess, you know, with Alfred behind you, anybody could become Batman, really, because Bruce Wayne probably wouldn't have done dick all without Alfred. 
I mean, Alfred, you know, took him, got him to the dance. Bruce Wayne wouldn't have got to the dance. He probably would have been shot on the first time out. Actually, he was shot on the first time out, and Alfred had to patch him up. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can give an argument against. Is it? Dean, you can't give him an ace. It'll be the first time in two and a half years. <laughs> Look, if, if Alfred was the one that had looked after uh, uh, Dick Grayson to get him to the level of Robin, maybe he wouldn't have died. You know what I'm saying? Like, or not, not that Dick Grayson died, but the second Robin died. But oh, you know, uh, maybe Todd? Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Jason Todd, yeah. So maybe with Alfred there guiding the Robin, the Rob. Jason Todd would have fared better. Like I, I'm trying to remember those comics now, but, um, but I mean, Michael Caine just adds a whole other level of elegance and uh, you believe in anything he says, he could read the phone book and you're like, yeah, I, I do believe that ad that you read from the phone book. Like you'd believe it. You know, he's got a lot of out the box thinking too. Like, especially in the second Batman movie, when he was trying to find the Joker, what did we do? We just burnt down the forest. And it was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's how you catch this guy. Burn down the forest. Yeah, no, I, I'm still thinking, Sean. Keep going. I, 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 I oh, sorry, I wanted to say too. So the commercial, oh, Sean, you can't say anything else. Can I just say the commercial would be endorsed by Bruce Wayne and Chief Commissioner Gordon, Jim Gordon. Well, of so, course, the two of them stand yeah. there being like, you know what? I have a history. We, we yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we you endorse this business. <laughs> I, 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 I can't come up with any negatives. That's damn it. Uh, I think this is gonna happen. Dean, do you have anything? All right, the best I got. Fans, the the best I got. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Batman's my best friend, so obviously uh, Alfred, his mentor, is a perfect pick. Um, but uh, maybe, maybe Alfred will get a little too emotionally involved. He will think that you are his new Bruce Wayne, and he is your father figure, and he might get just a little bit too into it, a little too emotionally involved. There's times in the movies when he tells when he when he quits on Bruce and he says I'm out. There's times in the third movie where he says, you're retired. You should get back in the game. It makes you happy. He's kind of torn with, with his feelings towards what he thinks is the best direction for Bruce. So I think maybe that, maybe he might get a little too emotionally involved. But I can still be Batman, right? If he gets <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, you can still, for sure, you can still be Batman, but I'm not sure that's the yeah, best no, choice for your life coach to direct you towards being a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> like if this is you want to be Batman, is this what this is? You just want to be Batman. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking of my comedy career, and I was like, okay, who can who who has the reins to pull me in? Because I, I like being a comedian. I just I, one of the things I've learned from being a comedian is like don't say no to anything. So always say like there's exceptions <laughs> to that rule, but always say yes because you don't know what an experience will bring you. Is it going to bring you a new joke? That like a lot of my jokes come from that by not saying no and just experiencing something. And that's how I come up with new material. So that's what, like, I think if I needed someone to, to rail me in, in like the, the crazy times, I think Alfred would have that kind of that power to do that for me. So. Okay. I got one thing and it's, it's not in the weeds, but right where the fish like to hide. Um, it's uh, okay. So Alfred finds Bruce at a very young age and shepherds him it's a sherpa gets him up the mountain gets him to the end zone right like there's no denying that and not to like piggyback dean's too much where dean's saying that he's too emotionally involved i'm saying maybe his aim is off because he allowed his he allowed bruce to get so far out there to begin with so 
maybe being too close to the situation doesn't allow him to see the forest for the trees that he says you should burn down. So not that he's not that he's can't cut ties or cut the cord with you when it comes time to to let you go back to the world, but almost might misjudge it and allow you to become Batman. <laughs> you know, like allowing a twelve year old to become Batman is the only thing I can find here. And I know that's weak, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's like, well, this is a good idea because I'm in control of it, but you know, you're risking he's maybe risking too much of your uh well being in in this. That's that's it. Everything else is fine. Fuck you. No, I don't need to be. I'm just uh, being Batman was just a joke. Like I don't need yeah, to be no, Batman. No, I just no, wanted no. to coach my own. And also, I just wanted to bring up the point too. Like it's not just for me. He's doing this. It's like a charity, right? Not for profit. So it's going to be a, affordable life coaching for families in need. Is what he's going to be providing. That's cool. That's just another reason why I can't stand your debate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, also, Mike, I'm I'm in my 30s. I'm no longer. We're the same age. Why do you say a 12 year old becomes Batman? I'm not 12. I know I look 12, but I was I was using Alfred. I was using Alfred was... Bruce in that scenario. I wasn't using yeah. you. <laughs> no, you're not 12. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just like his previous experience is allowing a 12 year old boy to become a vigilante. So I'm just going. Okay, what's he going to do with a full grown adult and allow them to do? <laughs> well, he didn't become Batman until he was in his probably 20s 30s like no, he doesn't you know what i mean like when he gets shot and he's he's a child he loses his parents and because alfred's responsible for him from a very young age if i'm not mistaken he doesn't become batman until his 20s but mm. anyways he makes yeah. the oath he makes the oath as a child yes yeah. there it is right so um but i know when a horse is being beaten to death fair enough we are at the halfway point ladies and gentlemen so to take us into uh the third and almost final lap of the show i'm gonna hand this over to sean mcginnity go sir um, I'm going to go with Happy Harry Hardon from the Pump Up the Volume movie. And I'm specifically out Happy Harry Hardon and not the, the Christian Slater character, but his actual like on air personality. Um, and, and the reason, the reason why is because when he starts up his podcast, for lack of a better word, because that's what it is. We, we, both- he invented the podcast if it boils down to it. Um, <laughs> He's got all these people listening, all these, uh, you know, losers, all these people that, you know, uh, don't have any self-esteem, all these potential criminals, like all these people that are just like the dregs of society that just aren't cool enough, pretty enough, smart enough, whatever. Um, And I mean, he's in he empowers a whole freaking town to to love themselves and, and, and shoot for the moon for themselves and to you know talk to that girl that you have a crush on that you might not be able to like he even convinces himself kind of indirectly to go talk to Nora and like you know ha- like find your voice it, he's always about finding your voice so <clears throat> i mean and and if you don't if you're not listening to any good music he can give you some good music to to pump you up like for you know for for whatever like just his advice is always good. Better music. Believe in yourself. Shoot for the moon. Stick it to the man, uh, and and fight for yourself. I mean, what more can be said? Now, that's 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 my argument. I, does he not like break the law in the third act? Does he not go rogue and then they're chasing after him? Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he does his time. I have to pin something on you because we can't let Martin get away. 
this is really, I'm just like at this point, I'm just fucking face. No, um, no, but, no, he does, he does, but he's he's fighting for his values because what they're doing, um, with the schools doing, and and all the illegal activity that the school is finding a loophole around. Um, I mean, he's he's fighting for the students of the school that are, you know, some are being abused by their parents or by the, you know, by whatever, right? Like, yeah. So he broke the law for a good purpose and, you know, he got arrested for it. But, you know, when they do a pump up the volume sequel, then he's out of jail. But anyway, uh, that's 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 all I got. Did did they do? They didn't do a sequel, did they? No. Okay. Can you imagine if they did one now, though? It would be awesome. Like if somebody wrote a good enough script to get pump up the volume back at his age where he comes out of hiding and everybody from his youth, like he comes back in the area. And then they focus on podcasters, right? Like they kind of flip it around to pirate radio to podcasting. Flip it around everything. Cause there's a lot of pirate podcasters out there. If you think about it, like people that are pushing the envelope, like he was doing in the film. Right. So, and he does say it was his favorite movie he's ever done. It was the most important movie he's ever done. It's, it's a cool movie. It, it, it stretches it lasts forever like it's christian slater at his coolest i think that's why i think it just it's one of those things where it was like this is just cool i guess the only point that i'm i was making with the arrest thing is he's quick to light on fire and just <laughs> yeah like you youth he wants to burn it down we've got the burma thief from batman wanting to burn it all down and <laughs> and that's my only thing is that he might have not such sage advice when it comes to like quick hot headedness is my point. True. True. In regards to him and what he's doing, it works very fucking well. Right. That's why the movie's so great. It's like anti-establishment and like it's very Tyler Durden, just you're not being hit. So in, in that's my only point is just, uh, you just heard your own argument there because at least happy Harry's not punching people in the face. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it back up. Shit. To get your head he punches you emotionally, not physically. Yes, he does. Yeah. There you go. I, I, I have broken jaw. He has broken feelings. <laughs> so yeah, hot headedness is my only, only point on that. Uh, Martin, what about you? Um, just want to say, love christian slater so pump up the volume like leave me the cube like that area of christian slater is some of my oh, favorite yeah. movies that he's done so i love love that era so really excited when, when you pick this um my only argument against would be like like you said like he's pirate radio right rebel radio i don't know if life coach would be in the cards for him per se because like it, it might be too structured for him he seems like a very fly by the seat of his pants kind of guy very spontaneous so it might be too much for him to, to focus on one person because a life coach has to be pretty much available to that person all the time, right? Basically, mm, that's, that's what it is. But I mean, I think he's the best pick in terms of podcasting coach. That's a great argument for you. He's probably the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, hang on here. We, we, we aren't, we didn't define life coach in any way, shape, or form. No. Like, life coach is, is just kind of, I think, the umbrella that you put it all under, right? They're doing something in your life and coaching you through it. Um, and I think me and Sean, because we see all the emails and, and probably Dean does too. I should, should send you all the shit I get, Martin. I just delete it now, but like <laughs> see the crap that comes from podcast coaches out oh, there. God. It mm. is the most disgusting, slimy like podcast coach. People selling themselves to kind of, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For your podcast. Um, yeah. It's, it's really you know what? That's why Christian Slater comes back to go against the fake <laughs> podcast coaches yes. 
and clean out, you know. John, write that script. Okay, I'm writing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's totally a great idea for that because it it has the, the what was going on at the time was something in his life that he was trying to coach all these people through. So I, t- I totally see that. Like he's the voice of the people and to be a voice of the people means you could be a voice of one or two people, right? Or three or four people, depending on a classroom setting or a one-on-one environment. So those things totally fucking work, but yeah. Uh, Dean, what do you, what do you feel? Uh, you- I, I love this one. Um, I like the idea that your life coach is just, uh, you know, a voice you listen to on the radio. Um, but I guess that is also maybe the only thing the only negative maybe I can say is that if it is his radio personality, then are we listening to the advice over a podcast? Are we listening over radio? Because you lose something a bit without the face-to-face and without the contact. I think you would lose something from your life coach just having to listen. Like, can we, can I talk back to him? Is there a way that, or am I just listening to advice? Um, That would be what, yeah, my only point. Because in the movie, he just he gets letters, right? That's how he answers, and, and a lot of his yeah, comes he, from letters. He, so. he does call people yeah. back, right? Yeah, yeah. If you leave your number, you know I'll give you a call. Like he's a he's a Frasier style life coach. Yeah, yeah. Like the radio, like, like a radio psychologist. <laughs> how come you didn't pick Frasier? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> that's not a bad pick. But wow, that's, cool. that's a good pick. Wow, I love Kelsey Grammer too. Right? Like, oh my that's god, a, it's a great pick. Jesus Christ, this is me not winning. Because everyone. My original pick was Polly Shore from Encino, man. I'm glad I I changed. Oh, the weasel. (laughs) The weasel. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, we're all. Okay. Yeah, we've all all taken a stab at him. I think you you can't kill the man and make him die of a thousand cuts. So. Good pick. It's a solid pick. They're all solid picks in their own way, unless you really don't like cults, but hey, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And you haven't got to mine yet. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where we're going, but we're going. Could there. be bad. We got, one, we got one eye to do it. So why don't you take us away, Dean, and tell us who did you pick? Okay, I've got a lot of stuff here. I've got <laughs> a lot of reasons why my pick is a life coach, and a lot of reasons how he can personally help me in my life. So feel free to just chime in whenever you want, because if I get through all this, this might take a while. Um, <laughs> my my life coach is Jack Burton from Big Trouble in Little China. Um, yeah, I desperately need a life coach. Uh, if, if anything has taught me over this uh, year and a half, it's that I need a life coach. So I've been thinking about the traits, uh, the, the traits that I I would want. And I want someone who has life experience. I don't want someone who's just telling me what to do. And I don't really think they've even done it for themselves. I want someone who has been there. Maybe you could say, I want a reasonable guy who, who perhaps has experienced some very unreasonable things. Jack Burton experienced a lot of unreasonable things. He's seen it all. Um, I, I'm, I'm not saying he's been everywhere and he's done everything, uh, but he has seen it all. Uh, I, I, I just, I think that his experience to it, I would not think he's bacon. You know, I would not think he's a phony. I would listen to this guy because he's, he's got the experience. So that's, that's one of the traits I'd want. Um, I'd also want someone with self-confidence. We talked about this one already. Um, It might be misplaced self-confidence for Jack Burton, honestly, but he's got it. He's got the confidence. And if I can see it in him, then I will believe that I can have that self-confidence too. Um, I'm actually drinking out a mug right now with a quote of his, uh, everybody relax, I'm here. So that right there, that's a line he says in the movie. Everybody relax, I'm here. This guy has so much confidence. Um, 
I also have another mug that says uh, it's all in the reflexes. <laughs> another brag of his. Um, he's got confidence. Um, last trait. I don't want my life coach to be my crutch. So I don't want to just completely depend on them. I want them to help me along. Um, but maybe they don't necessarily have to be there. And if you've seen Big Trouble in Little China, I don't think Jack Burton actually has to be there. <laughs> I don't think he helps at all. I think he's they, they could do just fine without him bumbling and fumbling with his knife and his gun and not even not turning the safety off. Um, but for some reason, when he's there, they all have this power. They all feel great and they all defeat Lopan for the first time. So that's what I want my life coach. When they're around, I have a good day. I'm feeling great. I don't need them there. Uh, so that's the traits. That's the traits I want. Um, so now uh, there's many moments in my life that I can pull from where, uh, where Jack, yep. good old Jack could help me out. Uh, Dean, I'm going to, uh, the only reason I'm going to do this to you is because I don't want yes. you. So pick two. <laughs> pick two. Yeah, pick pick two. two. Okay. Pick two. I have three. Ones. I have three. Okay, so go. okay, do three then if you have three. Okay, I'll be quick. I'll be quick. <laughs> dating life. I'm happily married now, but uh, I wasn't great at the dating. I tended to come on very strong. Um, there's, you know, like you, you go on a date and uh, you have a, a, this horrible story of a horrible date. Uh, I'm that for five women. I'm the horrible story for at least five different women. Um, Jack obviously loves women. He, but he doesn't even kiss Gracie at the end. He plays it cool. They ask him if he wants to kiss her and he says, no, that's what I needed. I came on so strong. I needed to say no a couple of times. Um, so that's, I need him for dating advice. Uh, I need him for career advice. Uh, well, career and passion. I'm talking about podcasting. Um, and because uh, I'm constantly worrying about, you know, downloads. I already talked to Sean about this before the show started. Uh, I'm always thinking like, oh, if an episode didn't do well, uh, should I cut that content out? Like, do I even need to need to talk about that anymore? But like, I loved doing it. So maybe I should do it. Maybe I shouldn't care about it. And uh, Jack, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Jack had a podcast from the Pork Chop Express at the beginning of the movie. Um, and he says one very important thing. He says, I'm talking to whoever's listening out there. He doesn't give a shit who's listening. He doesn't give a shit who he's talking to. He's just doing it because he loves it. He doesn't care what the numbers are. Uh, he is just doing it. Okay, last one. Sorry, last one here. Don't be sorry. I just don't want to lose. <laughs> I just don't want to lose. <laughs> uh, the last one has to do with looking out for numero uno, um, because this is something Jack definitely does. And uh, I'm a, I, I feel like I'm a, a pretty nice guy looking out for other people, but maybe I need to look out for myself because I can benefit from it financially. Uh, so I, I like to play poker with the boys. And uh, sometimes those games go pretty late. There's drinking and it's three in the morning, four in the morning. And someone wants to make some ridiculous bet. They want to do something to win their money back. And I'm like, nah, nah, it's okay. You know, let's just, let's just pack it in for the night. Let's not waste our money. Jack stays up drinking all night with one of his friends he hasn't seen in forever. And in the morning with all these beers around him, his friend says, I bet you over $2,000 I can cut a bottle in half with a knife. And Jack lets him do it because he knows that'll be a financial gain for him. Uh, so I think maybe I need to take some <laughs> advice from Jack when it comes to looking out for myself because I could maybe I could maybe rob my friends. I could take money away from them when they're super drunk. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Oh. <laughs> That's it? That's it? Okay. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, you go first. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, there's that, and that was good. That was also good. <laughs> and you did that with that thing. And I was like, oh, I'll argue that, but now I can't because you did that as well too. Um, all right. I come at me. <laughs> come at me, bro. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I do remember. I think, Dude, what's wrong with you? You got to watch that. You know, what is wrong I, with you? That's like a once a year movie. Yeah, yeah. it is. I came into Carpenter late. wasn't at the party early. Um, everybody was gone. It was cool to talk to, including Carpenter. So, like, um, I I respect it. I Kurt Russell's action, non-action, whatever he did in Hollywood for that amount of time is lives with me forever like overboard will always be one of my favorite kurt russell movies because it's an action star in his prime switching to romantic comedy like and he nails it as much as you can argue but i'm reviewing his career not this i i think just how he didn't need to be there he might insert himself into your personal life in ways that he doesn't he doesn't boundaries is what i'm trying to say i think that might be the only thing that i can go down on i like he's ballsy he's got that He's he's got a commanding presence that you just feel safer when he's there, and and he's almost un, like so unaware of how stupid it is that he ended up there, but he knows how to find his way out. That is is great, but at the same time, I just might you might find yourself you might find yourself <laughs> um, like in a situation you don't want to be in that might not be um, you might be taking he might push you to take your friend's house is all I'm saying. <laughs> So that's my only concern is that just his 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 self-awareness, his understanding of how he ended up in Chinatown and how he ended up doing all of this. He's just a loathsome truck driver. If he had two cents, he would have been like, I'm taking a right when I should be taking a when I'm not when I'm taking a left. So uh, otherwise, dude, like 10 out of 10, you get it. You know it like you you we salute you. Well, done. <laughs> so know that uh know that you ace that part of it i just don't know if i can give you my vote yet martin shut me up first off love jack burton uh big trouble i saw big trouble in china my dad and i watched it when i was a kid so it's one of those movies that just i'm in love with it's my favorite carpenter movie even though there's so many good ones um one thing about jack burton i feel like he'd give good advice but also try to fuck his client's spouses um <laughs> that's what, i just get that vibe from jack like he's just he's that alpha male right he just he wants that command he's that commanding presence yeah um and i think when when he didn't kiss gracie i think he did that because um so i, I think the reason he didn't kiss gracie is because she started to want him jack is more in love with the chase um, he definitely gave all the attention when she was very kind of standoffish. But then when she starts to be like, I like Jack Burton, he's like, oh, well, maybe this isn't for me anymore. You know, a little yeah, bit. He's like, I'm over it. I'm over <laughs> yeah. it now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I love the character of Jack Burton because just it just reminds me of like people in my family. I feel like he's the uncle that your parents are a little sketch of leaving you alone with. Like he won't, <laughs> he won't touch you or anything, but he'll probably take you to the racetrack and you'll get you'll probably start smoking because of him. Yeah, he'll give you a cigarette for sure. Yeah. He's an uncle that'll give you a taste of beer, you know? Yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. like, shut up and have some vodka. You'll be fine. But <laughs> uncle, I'm six. It's, I, yeah, whatever. Anyways. Um, and the last point, just just a funny point that I just wanted to bring out. Uh, bring out. Um, so like Michael, maybe what you want isn't a life coach because you want to rob your friends. Uh, so maybe what you want is a kingpin or a mob boss instead. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yes, yes, of course. Help me break bad, not be good and better. 
You need your Walter White. Yeah, true. <laughs> Anyways, that's all I have. The good stuff, though. That was a very awesome. entertaining argument. It totally was. Dude. Like, yeah, I fucking well done. Sean, eviscerate the man. You can't trust Jack Burton. He's out for himself. <laughs> your wife's in danger, right? <laughs> for starters, he's probably going to take your kids to the track to go bet on ponies. <laughs> he, he's going. He's going to do. Uh, He's going to buy arms at your house. Well, I wasn't going to do it at my house. I might get in trouble. He's he's going to do everything wrong and use you as the scapegoat to get what he wants. He's not looking out for you. He's looking out for him. He's his own life coach, not yours. <laughs> Done. Excellent. Oh. Oh, oh my. I felt the emotion in that one. I yeah, felt I felt it. Yeah, it was there. It was there. Made my Great. But love Jack Burton. <laughs> yeah, you got You can't not love. Fuck, you love all the characters. They just, yeah. they may just need to stay on the fucking other side of the screen. <laughs> oh, my face hurts. Let's vote this shit out so we can get to know our guests. So uh, oh, wait, wait. First, you're gonna watch Big uh, Big Lovell with Little Big Trouble Little China. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right after this, yeah, right after. This. I thought you were gonna say Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'm watching. That also works. I'm watching The Angel Show. I'm watching the Shmomo, Shlomo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Event. Trivia Shmodown. Shmodown. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so considering we are all on uh, all on the lovely program of Zoom, it all goes to the window. So we have we have figured out a patent way to do this, Dean, where you just type into the chat group and then we all hit enter. Perfect. The Ooh. The Zoom chat group, not the uh, Zoom chat group. Yes. The Perfect. other one. Perfect. The Zoom one. Okay. So open up the chat and then and then Mike will count down and we all hit enter. Exactly. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So in the Zoom chat group? In yeah. Zoom chat group. Exactly the place to put it. Chat. Dean, so this is where you Oh, nice. Sweet. Good idea. I like this. I'm sure you know, but like collect your thoughts. See see who gave the best presentation to the class. So are are we voting on the the person, like as in one the four of us or the person who is the actual life coach? Well I thought it would be fun to be like, okay, which one of them would you vote for the best one? So we'll do who won out of us. Then I thought, who would you want out of the other ones? Like if if you had to pick out of so like if you really wanted a life coach tomorrow morning, would you take uh Jack? Would you take Happy Harry Hard on? Um would you take fuck Martin? Sorry, I'm getting hungry. Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> Alfred Pennyworth. Or would you take Tyler Durden? Like, so let's vote for who gave the best presentation first. So Martin, me, Sean, or Dean, and then we'll vote for who would you pick? Wait, wait, wait. who gave the best? Wait, wait, wait. So we're voting on best presentation, and then yeah, in two separate votes here, right? Two separate votes here. Okay. So the first vote is best presentation. Best presentation. So you're gonna vote out of me, Martin. Okay, gotcha. So I'm ready. You ready? Okay. I gotta give me uh give me a second here. I'm gonna look at you fuckers. Make up my mind based on it's like a poker table. <laughs> I'm trying to see if Dean's Make bluffing. Poker faces. <laughs> I'm always bluffing. Uh okay. All right. Um I have mine in. Everybody have theirs in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three, two, one. We got Sean. We've got Martin. We've got Dean. We've got Dean. Dean wins it, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! 
So well done, sir. You've done you've you've done the best out of the bullshit. You've done you're the best bullshitter of the day, so to speak. As we Excellent. Have. That's all I can ask for. No, right? Uh, there's no T-shirt. There's no cup. There's no hats. It's just uh, there's there's a guest spot on the wall here in the studio that we give. How many times the guest has won? So you're in the guest column. So out of all the guests, it's all of you guys versus us separately, right? Ah, so, awesome. Yeah, it works like that. So Dean, can you be my life coach? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hear the music, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. So this is the one we're going to vote for out of everybody. What character would you actually want to be yours? So type in your answer. Bing, bada, boom. And uh, you guys all ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. Three, two, one. Alfred. Jack Burton. Alfred. Alfred. Martin, you win for best life coach, buddy. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Gotta be Alfred. Come on. Yeah. Totally has to be fucking Alfred. He's yeah. British. He's British. British. That's all you need. Yeah. You had me at hello, motherfucker. You had me right at... What is a life coach if a butler that doesn't do your clothes? Like your pit, that, that I was like, I know where this is going, and I I just want Alfred in my life now. Oh, so I have a question though. If if it wasn't Michael Caine's uh, Penny <clears throat> Pennyworth, <clears throat> sorry about that. If it was um, the original '89 Batman, oh boy, <laughs> sorry. <about that>. <laughs> <laughs> a little choked up there, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know what happened there. If it was Michael Gow from the 89 Batman, would every, everyone have voted for Alfred? No. My second choice was Jeremy Irons. Mm. Jeremy Irons That's is well. more of the, the badass Alfred, where, where Michael King is more of the loving Alfred, I feel. Like, yeah. 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 True. Irons had that vest on with all his tools in it, and Alfred was never, Michael King was never out of a suit. Right, like he was always proper. He rolled up his sleeves. Like he was, he was regal. Right, where Irons was more, like I feel British SAS. <laughs> like I've been where that Alfred came from. Where the other Alfred was like in the Royal Canadian Air Regiment or something. Right, like some some fabled Air Force squadron or some crazy shit. Because he can fly. Right, Alfred can fly. He's got his yeah, pilot. true, true. So, um, but all right, cool. So, Dean, um, me and all of us, like, well. Uh, Everybody in Winnipeg in the podcast community knows you, knows of you guys' show, the brothers. And we kind of want to get some backstory on that. Like, how did you, like, I came into podcasting as a rogue dude who got, didn't get into school and was like, all right, I'll do this anyway. That that was my journey. And Sean's been doing this, like, same thing, I think, pretty much. Just him and his brother wanting to talk and shoot the shit about the stuff that they like. So how did you decide to pick up a microphone and be like, I'm going to talk to the world? Well, I've been podcasting for uh, maybe five years now. Uh, I uh, I blogged on a uh, well, I was I was a writer on a comic blog uh, called Nothing But Comics, and uh, it was just some friends from sort of around. They're mostly around uh, the United States um, that just that were fans of a website, a comic website, and that website kind of shut down. So we just all kind of started up our own. So I was a writer on there and we decided to start up a podcast. So I was on that show for about 80 episodes. Then that kind of winded down, but I kept going with one of the hosts there and did a podcast actually about Batman. Um, It was called Through the Ages. And we just like walked through all the Batman comics uh, from like 1939 all the way up to now. 
And uh, yeah, so I was, I was loving that. But then we got to the end. We got to the end of 50 episodes of that talking about Batman. And we just kind of winded that one down. Um, and we had had Tim, my brother, on the show as a guest a couple times. And uh, he was fantastic. And he just kind of caught the bug after being a guest on the show. And he was like, I want to start up a podcast. I just want to talk about whatever I want to talk about. And, and I used to go over to his house and we'd have beers and we'd talk about movies. We'd talk about comics and video games. And he's like, let's do that. He's like, if your show is winding down, let's start up a podcast and we'll just do what we do every week when we, when we talk about whatever we want to talk about that week. And uh, yeah, and we'll do, we'll do the podcast. So that's how it kind of started. Um, we, we kind of go week to, we don't really have a schedule of what we're going to put out. We do keep it like basically how we used to, just get together where like on Monday or something, he'll say, Hey, let's talk about this this week. And then by Friday, we're doing the podcast. So it's, uh, it's really been, uh, it's been a fun, a fun thing to be a part of. It's far more episodes than any of the other shows I'd been on in the, in the past. And, uh, it's, it's probably my, one of my favorite podcasting experiences for sure that I've had doing it with, uh, just getting to talk about this stuff with my brother. We, uh, he's eight years older than me. So we try to have a, uh, brother, little brother, older brother dynamic. I get on his nerves all the time. He hates me often. Um, but, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. That's awesome. No, I did, like, I, that's I, a, like, I just want to like, that's a funny origin story. Cause I think that's a lot of podcast origin story. Like me and Michael had the same kind of origin story. We're just like with our two other friends, we're just like, Hey, we talk about movies on a Friday night. We drink whiskey. Why don't we just record it? I think there's yeah. a lot of funny moments sure, in this. Yeah. And I think I, that's a great origin story too. I love it. It's it, it, I think out of all of us having done this for now, it's how the most fun happens when you do it. Like you were mentioning, like with your, with your life coach, like how many downloads you get, like we all care. And it's, it's like, it, there's a reason you're doing it, right? Because eventually it could turn into something else and it could get bigger and, and, and attention is what drives this, right? Like the more attention you get on your project or your, whatever you're creating, the, the more people see it, then the more, sponsored dollars or free swag or whatever you're doing it for or just attention just adoration right like the fact that you're building a community and people are listening to it and that's really awesome and, and then a lot of fun um but like don't give a shit you guys are cool <laughs> like your show's great you talk about great stuff oh, but thanks man dynamic comes through for sure um, uh, i do like the uh the 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 shots i don't know the shots you take at each other like there's this sort of uh, well dean well you know like there's this <laughs> this weird comedic timing that seems off a of pace but it makes it funnier like i i don't know how to describe it but like there's a really good cadence to to the the, the language back and forth that's that's really good it's yeah uh, he's it's he's hilarious. often telling he's often telling me to settle down because i get yes. too excited about yeah, things yeah, yeah, so exactly. he's like settle totally down that. settle down he's he's very much the older brother um where yeah what he says goes and I I'm just there for fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just there. Cause like dad told them that I had to be on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is that kind of how the name came. Cause talking back, like you're talking back to him or he's talking at you. Like, is that he, he wanted to call it actually talking shit for a while, just because uh, he <laughs> wanted just to be like, whatever, we're going to talk about whatever. But then he sort of came up with talking back because I, I think because um, most of the stuff we're going to cover is, you know, sort of a, of a retro nature. We don't really we don't really say we're only 80s, 90s or anything because we cover lots of stuff. We cover things from the 2000s to 2010s all the time. Yeah. Um, but I think that's maybe why 
talking back came up. He came up with the name, so you might have to might have to ask him why exactly he came Blast up with the talking back. Network. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We are we are part of a network. We're part of the Blast from Our Past network. So uh, I guess it makes sense that we talk about some old stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So how does a network work? Like I I, I we we're, we're fucking we do what we do. So we, if someone was like, hey, you want to be part of a network? We'd definitely say, hey, let's talk. But I so how does a network like do you do you guys network together or is it like like a radio network where it's just the name is is literally a network of stations or a network of podcasts? Yeah, it's it's really just kind of for support. It's a, it's a group of us that are under uh, a group of shows that are under the same the same network name. We do a lot of guesting on each other's shows, so I think that's sort of like we've made that a priority um, that we'll guest on each other's shows within the network. Um, we really just sometimes we do like sort of crossover events or something like that, or we'll say like, okay, this week, everyone do a James Cameron movie or something like that. Um, but we don't do a lot of that. It's more, our shows are more kind of just their own thing, um, but it's just the support. It's just to have the support of a team where if you run into something or you come up with an idea, you can share it with this uh, this group of people that is all kind of in it together. Well, that's really fucking cool. Dude, we have like the podium. Yeah, no, I know. Which, which is kind of the same thing. We yeah, just it, it, never put it, put a name behind it. Honestly, we well, we did only because we were all hosting on the same site, which we have refused to change the name since we've been bought and yeah. <laughs> like it's just out of spite to be like, no, you can't take the name of our chat group away. <laughs> but yeah, no, we do have that, and I and, I, and that's we we troubleshoot each other. Sean, we're on each other's shows all the time. Yeah. Like totally, I I've been on Beavers. Beavers have been on here. Sean's been on mine. I've been on his. Um, none of us have been on <laughs> Sam's cause I'm not a musician. <laughs> like I don't have any musical talent to offer. You know how hard it is to book Sam. It's, it's, it's pretty difficult. It's impossible, but that's fine. He's, he does what? Three, four episodes a week. Plus being a parent, like, and have a job. Like, I, I don't know what he, I don't know what he's drinking. And he's trying to get into a concert booking again. Oh my goodness. Like that man's just doing a, <laughs> that's well, a free wife. <laughs> that reminded me of the strip. <laughs> oh my god, that was freaky. <laughs> um, so like uh, with with your whole podcasting adventure, like what was what's one of the most? Because me and Sean have talked about this with each other, and I I'm always curious what everybody else is going through with growing pains and stuff like this with doing something like that. So what was one of the most surprising things you found about podcasting that you loved, and absolutely fucking loathe. <laughs> um, so I don't love editing. I'll start with what I don't like. And I don't like editing podcasts. I did it on my, um, on my other shows. And so I didn't really want to do that anymore. I didn't really want to do editing for a podcast. So that's one of the things that kind of holds me back to be on a podcast. And Tim said, he'd take care of all the editing. So he edits everything. I don't have to do anything. So, uh, I am happy for this show that I don't have to edit a single thing. Uh, cause I hate it. What is it? Cause I've, that's the, I think that's the one thing that we all had to learn or that you have to learn is where to cut, where to chop, what seems right. And you're doing it from a no, I know nothing level. Like you're doing it yeah. from Exactly. Yeah. So, so do I cut here? Who do I ask if cutting here is right? Who else would say that cutting here is wrong? And, and I think that's what editing is, is just a learned skill that eventually it either sticks 
because I fucking hated learning it. It made me anxious. It made me feel weird. And I still like, I we don't edit the shit out of this show at all. And I don't think most of us do. Like, I don't, there's, there's the really big way to edit it. And then there's the, you know, you can just do whatever you want. But I get it. And I think Sean probably understands it too. Dean, what's it like to not have anxiety? <laughs> great. It's great. I, I don't I don't even bring any notes to the show. Tim just wants me to show up and talk. So it's actually great. I just watch so a movie you're, and so I show you're, up. you're the Todd of your show. <laughs> <laughs> the man who hates homework. <laughs> uh, oh man. Well, I like that. See, I I'm, I was impressed that Martin's actually like taking notes. Like that, Jealous. It's one of those small things that we decided that it would, if, if we did need to edit would make Mike's job a lot easier. And, and oh, it's cast, huge. Like we have a big cast, right? So anything that we can do to help make the production easier for Mike, we do it. And it's, it's mo- not a huge thing either. It's, yeah. Like it's, it's what these guys help with is money fucking mental when they happen. It's just all the little things that like left brain, right brain just becomes too much. Right. So like mm-hmm. in a thing and you're enjoying a thing. You don't want to be watching that thing from a bird's eye view. So that's what Martin does. That's what Mark does, right? So it's just a lifting the weight and making your portion of it less. Because I just go in now. And after Martin's like, Mark, Mark, Mark. And I'm like, cool. And I go in and I'm like, boop, 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 boop. And it's right where it is. Right where it fucking is. And it it's just a, it's a huge game changer. So if anybody out there starting a podcast and you're like us and you don't want to fucking edit, have somebody mark your times. It's a huge fucking, it's a game changer. Um, we all can't afford a Jamie though. That would be the fucking <laughs> young Jamie. If we could have a young Jamie and we'd share them, right? We would just book them each night. <laughs> well, you, you must be getting tons. Like we're all getting tons of emails. We'll edit your show for you. Castos will do it for you as well. Yeah. No, I'm not paying somebody else to edit us. We're editing. Our, I'm already paying for a website that I'm not getting. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 edit that out. Edit that out. That's fired. I love it. Hey, no, man, that's how they're going to fucking listen. Uh, well, Dean, I mean, Martin, you, Sean, you got anything you want to chew the fat on with this guy before we all uh, peace out of here? Um, Dean, come on my show. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll be there. Okay. If you're ever in Vancouver, look me up. I might be. I, my brother-in-law lives there, so we might well, be heading there sometime soon. I will yeah, for sure. Look me up. I live in downtown, so would love to you know meet up with you in person for a yeah. beer or something, right? So, Definitely. and Martin, I, I do want you on the show too. I, I Michael just keeps showing up to my show, like sometimes <laughs> uninvited, but I do, I do, I do want to have you. On. Just kidding. I'd be, uh, down to, I'd be down to do it. We'll schedule a real debaters time with all of us to do it. I'd love yeah. to come on with Michael and, and Martin. Go on his show without me. Just go on. Okay. And- yeah, okay. like I, either way, it doesn't matter to me. Like. Uh, one of the things that Todd noted about the debaters, like that Martin guy's pretty funny. Like you like, we, we like everybody on the show, but um, we, you and I did a show, a debater show together before yeah. it was, it was really fun. Like, I was like, the music know. one, the music one was great. Yeah, it was awesome. one of my favorite episodes. I still go back and listen to that episode because uh, the story that you told was awesome. And I did actually start writing the screenplay for that episode. Nice. That was, I, was, I wasn't awesome. joking, but I need an editor to go over the facts because as I was writing the screenplay for the story that we wrote in that episode, I'm like, but if I write this, is that person going to be okay with what I wrote? You know, because there was like, like to be honest, like there was parts where Mike was saying stuff negative about himself and I wasn't comfortable writing that. 
Oh, God, if I say it and I'm willing to put it out here in the ether, you can use it. It's totally fine. I, but I, 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 there's 10 pages written already. I just didn't like I, I, I'm at the stage where people have to edit. Okay. So. Well, when Martin comes home for Christmas, we'll all do an episode together in the studio here. Sure. So that we can all do that and then we'll fucking read it, if not beforehand. So, do you, so do you guys want to know my, why my wife was here? Sure. <laughs> because she's married to you? Oh, no. <laughs> Go to the movies. Oh, you want to? Oh, yeah. nice. I think she just booked my mom for uh, to look after the kids. So that's why she's like, it's going to be long because I already bought tickets. Where what are you guys watching? I don't know. She didn't tell me. You're going to Suicide Squad. Exciting. I bet. You're going to Suicide Squad. I think so. I, she just saw the trailer and she's like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. It's totally I heard it's good. I mean, yeah. I heard it's getting positive reviews online in terms of a DC movie. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, exactly. Me and Jimmy loved it. We thought it was absolutely hilarious. They, It's James Gunn unleashed. It's James Gunn being James Gunn, and it's almost like this has the the legs to if they're like if they think to give it to James Gunn again, you could see a lot more things happen with this. Oh, the rumor is that he's going to be their Kevin Feige at when he's done with Marvel. Oh boy, he's, you know cool. going in that capacity. I, that's rumor, but who knows? Either but way, that would be awesome. They need they need someone Kevin Feige. Yeah, no, they do. Well, gentlemen, uh, this is. This has been crushing. This has been fun. This has been <laughs> stupid, as always. <laughs> it was a great time. And thank you, Dean, for saying yes and coming on, man. We'll we'll guest on your show anytime if you want to have anybody on. Just send me an email and whoever you want and pick them and take them. And... Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on. I, I just, I, I loved it. We'll definitely have you back. Yeah. We'll definitely awesome. have yeah. you back. Awesome. Yeah, no, you, you, uh, you've been knighted. Um, if I could stick my lightsaber behind me over there uh through the room i would but awesome and i'd like it i'd like the debate to be structured so that i can pick jack burton again (laughs) (laughs) you know it'd be fun to see how many times i can make new ones that you can use what you just did and see if everything yes you save one debate we should do that we should save one of ours from another thing and just change it and see if the words we wrote make summer camp summer Summer camp. camp Summer camp. <laughs> Jack, Jack Burton summer camp is what one I want to attend. I'll just say that. Amazing. Yes, oh, yeah. totally. <laughs> Certain ones that need to be recycled for sure that I think now that we're like, yeah, okay, we have a fucking clue, um, would be even more. Oh, God. Oh, my God. The sex education one, that one would be good, too. Yeah. yeah. I think I think uh, one would be like uh, what uh, John Carpenter character would be the best summer camp director. That yeah, be there you, you pick go. All of them. You can pick Snake Plissken. You can pick Jack Burton. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That'd be, that would be good. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you're so inclined and you like what you heard today, go subscribe. That's it. Just subscribe. Just keep us in your life. More subscriptions. This is the name of the game. So that's the free thing to do. But if you've got pocket chains that you just found inside of you know your pockets or couch cushions or what have you, car console, and you're like, what am I going to do with this two bucks? You can donate it to us. It goes an awful long way. It just goes back into covering production costs of the show. And if you really, really like us, buy our merch. And uh, there's a prop shop. It's got actual, this is new, guys. We have skateboard decks, but now we have skateboards that come fully assembled. Ooh. Yeah. So Please buy a skateboard. Please buy a skateboard. Nobody's bought a skateboard yet. This is the best joke. Like, you have no idea what the shit, will, what you will do, what you purchase of a skateboard. How much is the skateboard? What's the price on it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the price. I can give if, if 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 there's a problem. Jack Burton would know the price. Yeah, Jack Burton That's would. True. 
He would charge you double. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing or double on skateboards. Yeah. I think the skateboard decks, I think it's about 70 or 80 bucks. And then the full setup's like 150. So trucks, wheels, bearings, the whole nine. A uh, bunch of other stuff there, but it's all the same podcast swag you can find anywhere, which um, there will be links to both Sean Geek and um, Talking Back in the show notes. If you subscribe to us, it would make us so, so happy if you subscribe to them because they're friends and that means a lot to us. Uh, realdebaters.ca uh, if you want to subscribe to, at realdebaters on social media, and realdebaters at gmail.com if you want to send our asses an email. I have been Jack's life coach. <laughs> Martin, who have you been? I've been Alfred Pennyworth. I didn't do a British accent. Shit, fuck. <laughs> Anyways, I've been Alfred Pennyworth. John, who have you been? Happy Harry Hardon. Fly <laughs> from oh, where? Robert Humphrey High. <laughs> and Dean, special guest, who have you been? I've been Jack Burton. <laughs> Always Jack Burton. Living Jack Burton life. Watch all the movies, kids. We are gone.